Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Hey, you know what? I was, I was just a couple of days ago, I was getting back from getting my beard trimmed, right? And my barber was like, hey, isn't that Warren Hayes guy? Doesn't he have like a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm Warren Hayes. He says, I, you know, knowing that that guy has a podcast, I'm going to listen to that guy's podcast quite a bit more. And I'm like, I'm the guy. I'm I'm Warren Hayes. That Warren Hayes, he he's cool. So that's what my barber told me. But so hey, you know, if barbers think it's cool, then you you know you you guys know it's cool to be here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern to uh, to partake in the Mr. Warren Hayes show festivities right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Because yes, yes, the Mr. Warren Hayes show is recorded live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, without fail, almost without fail, uh, uh, to the to the enjoyment of men, women, and children of all shapes and sizes and creeds and walks of life. Because that's what we have here tonight. Joining us here in the chat, we have Robert Larry. Good to see you, Robert. Kelly Tonges as well. Uh, hello and happy to... Happy to see you. I heard uh, Kelly's cousin recently, uh, or just, a, I think it was earlier today, um, basically was uh, was caught in a tornado that flew by uh, some parts of Alabama, and uh, uh, her cousin is safe, and we were very glad to, to hear about that, Kelly. That's very good news. Uh, property damage is property damage, but as long as uh, everyone is able to manage to get out of that uh, safe and your cousin is safe, sound and healthy that's really what's most important but th so thank you very much for being here and, and sharing that with us tonight mr fritz is here as well good to see you our boy anakin jmt hello anakin what else we got we got trends day sean is here how you doing friend fifth generation carney joseph with it hello welcome to the chat robert larry i already said hello but hey, hey hi again robert how you doing wrestling plugging plugo is here Nice to see you, Evan Wright, as well. Man, what? What a big... Oh, and re the Wrestling Shit Streak Saver is here, too, who's saving streaks all around, every up, everywhere, up and down. And on. Hey, you know who else is here? Kristen Ashley, the first lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Give us a reality show. That's all I'm saying. So thank you everyone for joining uh, me this evening, Ooh, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, everyone around hanging around here tonight on Mister on the Mister Warren Hayes Show Universe. That's what we're gonna. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Um, but thank you everyone for for joining joining me here uh, tonight. Another Thursday, more wrestling talk. That's what we're going to be talking about. Hey, it's uh, March 25th. The month is almost over, folks. It's almost Easter. Uh, almost time for the Mr. Warren Hayes Show to be counter-programmed by Impact Wrestling, who somehow thought it was a good idea to do that. <laughs> they decided to move to Thursday nights. I have no idea what these bastards are thinking about. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know who, who thinks it's a good idea to counter-program the juggernaut that is Ooh, the Mr. Warren yeah. Hayes show. But, uh, Jesus. 
Uh, but I want to thank you, everyone, for coming in live or watching on your own accord as well here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you like what you're, what's going on right now, if you're enjoying what's going on, hey, do consider giving the video a thumbs up. Uh, a like here on the video always helps. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, muchas gracias uh, pour les écoutes, pour les écoutes uh, audio en balado diffusion. I see from Spanish to French, in the blink of an eye, I am a Renaissance man. Uh, if you are listening, thank you very much, and show us some love over there on your favorite uh, app uh, as well. A review, if you're on like on Apple Podcasts and that kind of stuff, a follow on Spotify. That stuff is fantastic. Uh, just like you guys are all fantastic. Thank you so much for, for being here uh, again tonight. Also remember to visit belltobells.com for all your women's wrestling coverage, uh, your women's wrestling wire, to be very precise. So you go to B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S.com or follow us on Twitter as well. That's also fantastic. Of course, uh, uh, as you know by now, there is a Discord that you can come and join to continue this community, uh, uh, to continue this chat within the Mr. Warren Hayes Show community. I mean, I'm going to have to start calling it that because that's pretty much what uh, what we're developing into a fun spot, you know, and it's a good place. If you're nervous about, uh, about jumping in, don't be very kind people. I have fantastic moderators and not just the moderators, everyone who's there is just awesome. And a lot of familiar faces here from the live chat are there as well. So head on over. The link is in the description. Download Discord. Make an account. It's cool stuff. It's a fun time. We'll help you out if you're nervous. We're here for you. Join the Discord. What are you talking about? And look at this. Here, now we got to talk about the common streak we'll, real quick. I've been on us. We've been going down this road, going for 10 comments on the next, uh, on 10 consecutive videos outside of the slate videos, the, the pre-shows that I do because... They're not it they're not videos that are very conducive to discussion. As opposed to the 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 edited videos that I do, the other live streams, the pre-shows, uh the 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 pre, not the pre-shows, the 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 prediction shows, which are different. Uh so we're I was going for 10 minimum of 10 comments on the next 10 videos, and we are already up to nine. So, folks, after this show here is done, when the comments open up on YouTube. Come back and open up some discussions. Let's get up to 10 comments and then we will seal the deal on the first comment streak. And that means that I will be doing a live watch of Goldberg at 54, the documentary that WWE produced. Is it is it on Peacock? I'm like I'm assuming it's on Peacock because it's it's still available here in Canada, no problem. So I'm assuming it's still there. But hey, it'll be a Fun time to watch uh, uh, Goldberg talk about stuff, <laughs> but hey, I think I think it's a good reward. I think it's a pretty good reward to start this one off, and then hey, we'll start up another streak. We'll see what kind of rewards we can do after that. But uh, uh, I'm super. This is really cool because you know, as I keep mentioning. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can show support for the Mr. Warren Hayes show, and a lot of you do, and I super appreciate it. But, it, you know, if you if you don't necessarily have the money or you're like, man, I'd like to be able to sh show support for Mr. Warren Hayes. In other ways, comments on YouTube videos are so important. It's the stuff that really, really does help. It can be any kind of comment. You could actually start up a discussion or just be like, hey, I had toast this morning. Actually, that's what you should be putting in the comments. Hey, I had toast this morning and tell me what you, you know, what you put on your toast. Peanut butter or just plain old butter, jelly, uh, avocado, 
uh, uh, cream cheese, cottage cheese, cottage cheese. I don't know. What did you put on? Let me know. You know, it's a, it, and it's not just good for me. It's good for any YouTube uh, individual who creates content on YouTube.com. It's really the best way to show support to any of your favorite creators out there. Comments, get in there, interact with, with and, and, and we as creators, we love interacting with people who pop on our channel. So it's all good. It's good for everyone. So there we go. Uh, there we go. And of course, there's the other ways of, uh, the, the, that you can support. Of course, the, the, there's the, uh, the, the, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes that you can support. And if you join us there, you get access to the, the post show where we take calls from patrons, direct live call in calls from the patrons uh, to discuss uh, current events, current topics. And tonight we're going to be talking about the uh, WWE's 50 greatest women superstars a list that they've been putting out over the past couple of days. We're down to the final five, which are going to be announced tomorrow, or not necessarily announced, but they're going to do a show. They've been doing that on the WWE Network, um, on Peacock. And, uh, and so we're up to the, the, the last five, basically. So... Why don't we uh, why don't we talk about all of that tonight on the post show together? Uh, Patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes if you want to do that. Of course, you can become a member of this channel as well. Uh, you can check that out on the main channel page and you have access. If you come to the live show, you get access to emojis. Uh, that's uh, fantastic. Or you can also leave a super chat and I will read your question or comment live and on the air, such as Anakin GMT. For instance, as an example, we'll have to switch out. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, just gotta say, F Target for giving me false hope. What did Target do to you, Anakin? Oh, the PS5, where you were not able to get your PS5, I'm assuming. That sucks. I don't understand how those carts work. Like, you know, you put it in there and you, you, you try to check out it. I, you know, it's... It, it's the the inventory system that isn't perfect, I guess. But man, that blows. I, I, I'm sorry. There's if it's any consolation to you, there are no more no more targets in Canada. They tried to move in, but they all got the hell out of Dodge. So is does that some kind of consolation to you that they're not as big as they think they are? <laughs> Hope so. Uh, probably probably the real consolation would be hey. Can I have a PS5 instead? That'd probably be it. Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much, Evan. He says, I'm here for a rant of some kind. Hmm. I wonder wonder what that one might be. I might I definitely have one. One we'll, we'll see how it goes. Thank you very much for being here, Evan. Thank you for the super chat. Um another super chat from Anakin uh JMT. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, everyone is counter-programming the Mr. Warren Hay Show. Triple H Impact and even Throwback is thinking of doing a menu preview. On the Thursday before. Hey, listen. You know, throwback is cool. That's fine. But Impact, they've got some grapefruits on them. At least, you know, Triple H, I'm like, H-U-U, Paul Levac you. I'm like, at least Paul, he's it's a one-shot deal. And then he's like, he's going back into his hidey hole. But Impact, Scott Damore. So much for Canadian solidarity. <laughs> Another super chat from Anakin. Thank you very much. Uh, and he says, uh, avocado and cottage cheese can make like the F and WWF and get the F out. 
need to open yourself up, up a little more here. Uh, you have to, you have to open yourself up a little, a little more here, oh, Anakin. Yeah. It's not, not half as bad as what you're saying right now. Jesus. Anthony Souter is here. How you doing, Anthony? Left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, Warren is the best personality in wrestling podcasting point blank period. Thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat, Anthony. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it a great deal, buddy, pal, from smart to da death and shooting the sports-ish. You need to follow Anthony and all his stuff because he's a cool guy. And he's always been a cool guy. Thank you very much. And <laughs> hey, Throwback is here. Dropped us a super chat. Thank you very much, Throwback. He says, you rang? <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> uh, and we've got a bunch of people who popped in as well. Swiss Roll Chris is here as well. Good to see you. Uh, we've also got DGMC who's in the chat. Look at that. Uh, and Flowman is here too. Crowd's all here. I hope I'm not missing anyone. I hope no one's slipping through the cracks. Hey, Carlos is here. How you doing, Carlos? All right, let's get to it. We got some stuff to talk about this week. Let's kick it off with the weekly wrestling inspection, shall we? Let's get going, and uh, we're going to talk about, uh, 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 well, let's start talking about uh, WWE Fastlane that happened uh, earlier this week, of course. Um, mm -mm -mm, there we go. It, it happened earlier this week. It happened on uh, Sunday. I am going to give it a big old warm soda. I don't think it was a bad show. I don't think it was a great show. I think it was a show that was carried by a couple of really fun things but uh otherwise it just felt like a big old smackdown to me or yeah because because raw is not as good <laughs> just a few uh, a few thoughts let's let's roll through these um uh and on the pre-show uh united states champion matt riddle uh defeated uh mustafa ali uh for the, uh, to retain of course the wwe united states Championship. Um, this was a pretty good match. Another uh, strong opening uh, 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 pre-show match, uh, and then they absolutely teased the breakup of Retribution with all the members of Ret well, not all the members, but Mia Yim. Look, all the members of Retribution were in the ring, and uh, Mustafa Ali was all abusing them verbally, saying "You guys suck," and "Where were you?" and whatever. Mia Yim. She's got enough, she hits the bricks. Uh, Slapjack has got enough, he hits the bricks. And then uh, Tabar and uh, uh, Mace, well, they they decided to to powerbomb, um, double-team powerbomb, or slam. Not exactly powerbomb. Look, they hurt Mustafa Ali, and then they left. What stinks is that we got no follow-up to this on Monday. And this is what this is what boggles me and what, what what I find absolutely fascinating is that we like in one of the rarest occasions where we were like, man, I I'm excited to see what happens next with retribution. Um they they don't do anything on Monday. It's just like pfft, nothing at all. So we don't know exactly what's going on. We'll probably have to wait a little bit. Uh, I think Mustafa Ali deserves a WrestleMania 
uh, all the WrestleMania greatness for having put up with that stable for months now. But there you go. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Bezler defeated Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to retain the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Look, the whole Reginald thing is so unnecessary. And look, it's the same thing as James oh, Ellsworth. Yeah. It really, really is. It's the exact same thing. Uh, 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 the, it's the exact same thing that happened to James Ellsworth uh, uh, years ago. Well, not the same thing that happened because, you know, James Ellsworth and he, he had some other stuff happen. That's, <laughs> uh, but it's the exact same situation where he's in, in this, um, he's in this angle with the women. He's the only guy and he gets shoved around, pushed around. Look, and I don't think it's all that entertaining. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Reginald is all that charismatic or entertaining either. I don't think he's, He's he's very dry, but then they paired him with another dry individual, which is Nia Jax, and I, I guess to a, to a certain degree, they really go well together. But it doesn't work. And the whole idea of Reginald being intertwined in Sasha and Bianca's WrestleMania match, or the build anyway, someone on Twitter told me this week, and I was like, this he's absolutely right. Bianca and Sasha is a prize fight. You don't need the shenanigans. It's a prize fight that you have on your hands. You don't need to overcomplicate this. Have them come out week after week and have them do wrestling things. Have them squash people. Maybe have a little friendly or not so friendly tense competition, you know, uh, on that uh, on that front. Cut some promos on each other. This is, it's extraneous. And it's like, Sasha losing focus because, oh, there's, I'm not sure what, I am not sure what Reginald's thoughts are about me. It's like, weird. I know she didn't, she didn't do that. That was me. I wanted to do that. I like doing that. You know it's something that I'm thinking of angling myself a little more into, you know, because, uh, you know, at some point, uh, you know, maybe, maybe someday, you know, the, the, the wrestling bubble sort of bursts and, you know, I have to do something else. Well, I could become a cam girl. I think that could work. <laughs> uh, anyway, this match was very, very bog standard for WWE. Then we had, uh, um, Big E defeating Apollo Crews uh, in a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. This was shit, 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 shit. I hated the ending. It was too short. This was, this, this is a prime example. In fact, these two matches are prime, 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 prime examples. When I say this is a Friday night match, this is something that should happen on a SmackDown. You know, with the the, the weird finish, the 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 uh, the rolling out of pinfalls and. I mean, I, I don't understand. And people were like, oh, no, this is fine. But I'm like, no, this is not fine. It's not fine. I think I like to I, I like to complain about how WWE, sometimes I feel like they've lost the capacity to book a pay-per-view, you know, and make it really exciting and build big matches because they no longer have to sell the pay-per-view since they already have our money. But I also feel sometimes I think that some 
fans have forgotten or never really realized what a pay-per-view is supposed to be about, how big it is supposed to be. You're supposed to tune in to a pay-per-view for big developments, for big matches, finishes, clear-cut directions, either coming to the end of an angle or setting on to a new course. But I, you know, fuck finishes on wrestling TV on Fridays, Mondays, Wednesdays, that's okay. But on a pay-per-view, they're always harder to stomach because you're, you're actually making, because WWE is basically telling you, hey, this, this, this card that we put together, it's going to be special. And there's going to be special things happening here. There's going to be big events. This is not a big event. This is something that you see every day. It's not something that belonged on a pay-per-view. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Braun Strowman defeated Elias. Ah, what a crock of shit all of this is. And, and for a minute, I thought that Shane McMahon was legitimately injured, but he's not. So this was also part of the plan to sort of swerve us into this and then save the thing for WrestleMania. And I'm going and I am going to I am going to say this again. I'm going to continue down this road. I don't think Shane McMahon is all that entertaining. I don't think he's that great of a mic worker. And if you are excited to see Shane McMahon throw himself off of something, let me tell you, there are tons of people on that roster who are perfectly capable and have the balls of throwing themselves off of stuff and will also give you a an entertaining evening of sports entertainment. I don't think Shane is... I, I think there was a time where Shane McMahon had that aura about him. I don't think this is it anymore. And Braun Strowman, you know what my mission is? And if anyone wants to give me a hand here, and I'm offering it up as a volunteer because it's something I really want to track down. I want to track down how many face heel turn face, face heel turns Braun Strowman has had since his debut uh, and I mean his debut as a wrestler, not uh, as part of the uh, the conga line, as part of the, the the Wyatt family, because he's getting into legendary big show situations. Because it just dawned on me this week when they on Raw when they had him do the uh, <laughs> the train sounds and it, they, come on the train sounds as he's doing his 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 shoulder blocks around the ring come on guys that there's there's only so much that we can take right before we outright can all agree that this is cringe it, it it's not good it doesn't it's not value added to the product it's dumb but my point that i'm trying to make if anyone wants to help me like pinpoint the amount of times that braun has turned i think it's important because right up that, that that's what i was getting at i lost my train of thought because thinking about a train of thought thank you Mm, the puns come automatically. <laughs> the um, I realized that that in this feud with Shane, uh, Braun is the babyface. But it seems to me like four weeks ago he was the heel. Right? Wasn't he a heel like four weeks ago? I don't know. Six turns. It has to be more than that. It doesn't feel, 
it uh, only a half dozen, it feels insufficient. But let, let's pull out some research. Come and join us on the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. Anyway, this was shit. Since Seth Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, this was fine. Nothing I nothing wrong with it. I don't think there was anything great about it. Again, just a perfect, perfectly okay SmackDown match. Nothing wrong with it, but I'm like, it's missing the pay-per-view pizzazz here. Drew McIntyre defeated Sheamus in a no-holes-barred match. Um, I thought this was well done. A very, very physical, very brutal uh, arena match. They were going everywhere, beating the hell out of each other. It was brutal. Uh, this was good. Um, I, I. What else can you say? It was, it was, it was fine. <laughs> it was hard to get emotionally invested in for reasons I spoke about last week. And I think watching it because I tried to. Uh, you know, separate myself from you know the build and the fact that Sheamus was on a kind of a losing streak, and I was like, "Well, I'll just enjoy this." But I couldn't help but remember that Drew McIntyre is heading to WrestleMania, and this kind of telegraphed the ending. And I was like, "Well, okay, let's like I." There was no drama to the ending because I was like, "I know how I know the outcome of this. It's either going to be two, one of two things: this Sheamus is going to lose, or Sheamus is going to win because Bobby Lash is going to interfere." Uh, and it just turns out that Sheamus flat out lost. Now they're setting him up to fight uh, Matt Riddle for the U.S. title, and I really, really hope Sheamus wins at WrestleMania because Sheamus has had a fantastic end of 2020, and he's doing the 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 Lord's work in Q1, being a good soldier, letting his heat get smothered all over the place. He's doing great. I really hope that he ends up with the title with the title uh, when WrestleMania comes around. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Randy Orton and a crispy, a crispy, crispy. I was gonna say crispy cream, but then that that's actually kind of gross. A crispy fiend emerged from under the ring. Uh, of course, we were expecting this. Rumor was going around that they were going to repackage the fiend, which they did to their credit, you know. Um, you know, my boy Alex Pulowski put out on Twitter that he was, you know, he was impressed that, you know, they repackaged him and, you know, uh, uh, since he was burned alive, have him come out and be all disfigured and burnt and charred and, and this is good storytelling. And I'm like, Alex, your standards have, are so low when it comes to WWE. This is, we're congratulating, we're giving them pats on the back for just like basic logic for stuff that you're like, yeah, this should be happening as opposed to, Ooh, this is interesting. It's like, yeah, this is, this is what it should be. And we're patting him on the back and saying, good job. WWE. I'm like, ah. And we've lost our way with the fiend stuff. And you guys know, I, I'm on the record. I love the fiend. I thought it was, I thought it was a great idea. I thought, you know, execution wise definitely was not perfect, but Hell, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it so much. I I did a deep dive of the the uh, the Firefly Funhouse match last year. I, I, that's something that I did. But all of this here with the with the goop and the fire and the the see the thing is is 
and, and and by the way, I don't I I don't really care about the fiend's new costume. I think the mask is pretty cool. I think the you know the 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 burnt shield um, outfit, shield uniform, the shield. You know the I think it it looks kind of terrible. Uh, we we saw pictures of the costume in full light, and it it doesn't look good. Um, and you know. It, and and coming back to the goo and all of that, it's like you know, W WWE sees like the the horror things, the disgusting things. They're seeing oh, people coughing up uh, mucus, uh, black mucus, and uh, uh, setting on fire, and uh, you know, uh, reflections speaking to each other. And you know, they see the tropes, they see the imagery, and they try to patchwork everything together without actually understanding why you know, in a context of a horror movie, these things actually work or why they're significant here it's just like oh randy orton's coughing up more goo let's have him cough up goo it's it's weird it'll scare people but it'll be scary if it's in the context to be scary you know it's it's not it's not quite just because it's in a horror movie doesn't make it scary outside of it Anyway, I'm. I'll say it again. If the payoff here is to have a, it is to have a Firefly Funhouse match, like last year's at WrestleMania, but with Randy Orton, I think that it's going to be worth it because Randy has all that meta stuff around his career, just like John Cena does. That will make it entertaining. Jonathan Reyes, welcome to the chat. Just here on time to hear me talk about Roman Reigns defeating Daniel Bryan to retain the WWE Universal Championship. This, however, this ruled. This was a very good match. Daniel Bryan is still an excellent professional wrestler. He is still someone who wrestles uniquely. You, uh, he wrestles like no one else and no one else wrestles like Daniel Bryan. And it's so good to see when they, they're just like, let, let it go. Do your stuff, Brian. Because he was great. He really was great. And so was Roman. Roman was very good too. They they had together a very good, very, very good match. Hell, you had Roman Reigns doing Boston Crabs, half crabs in this match. But the ending was just too much. The ending that was the was just too much. There's the ref bump. Then Edge. Edge is the special and guest ringside enforcer, which I I never knew. I still don't understand what a ringside enforcer is outside of being a guy who will jump into the ring if the ref takes a bump. Edge comes in to count a pinfall. Uh Daniel Bryan kicks out. Then he, he being Edge and Roman Reigns, they exchange words. Brian gets Reigns into a triangle. Then he he slaps on the yes lock on Roman. And then Jay Uso, the dick togo of WWE, comes in. And he super kicks everyone except Roman, of course. He runs Edge into uh into the post, and then uh and then uh Daniel Bryan has a chair. 
he uses it on Jey Uso, then tries to go for Roman Reigns, and then it's an accident, and uh, and then he accidentally na nails Edge with it. Then Roman tries to go for a spear, but then he gets caught in the yes lock, and Roman taps, and I think he tapped, but he taps, like he goes like this, and I'm like, oh shit, okay. I mean, it's good story, right? But Edge being, you know, a veteran of the ring, or I should say, despite being a veteran of the ring, still does not understand that accidents happen, gets mad at Daniel Bryan and decides to beat the shit out of him. Uh, and um, and then, uh, then, of course, he beats up Roman. And then as he leaves, then another referee comes because I guess since the enforcer leaves and there's no more anyone in the ring, well, then the ref comes out. But the ref had to have seen everything that happened. So if he's coming out to officiate, at the very least, the referee comes out and says, ah, we got to throw this match. Look at all this bullshit. But no, the referee uh, the referee counts the pin when Roman drags himself on top of Daniel Bryan. I mean, the, the ending was so unnecessarily convoluted for... Um, for the quality of the match that we got. And you could have, it could have been much more simpler and could have had the exact same impact. Now, there's two shining, uh, shining stars to come out of this, if you ask me, of course. And you're asking me because you're watching my show and maybe, like, maybe you're asking directly your to your computer. It's like, but Warren, what are these two shining stars? And for that, I appreciate your enthusiasm and getting immersed into my podcast. But also, I can't really hear you. Because maybe you're, you know, I'm I'm alone here. So I can't really hear. But I appreciate you getting involved. The two shining points here is that uh, uh, um, um, we're likely moving towards a triple threat match at WrestleMania where we're going to get more Daniel Bryan in a big-time match at WrestleMania, and that I can get excited about. The other shining star is that Daniel Bryan, to me, is being positioned as a much bigger babyface than Edge is, and that just proves to me that Daniel Bryan still has it, people are still into him, they still know how to book him, and he knows how to make the most out of the opportunities that WWE puts into his hands. Because right now, I kind of feel Edge ain't there. It's not, it, it ain't clicking. And I think it's a very, 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 very safe move to have uh, to have uh, Daniel Bryan be thrown into the mix. Because I don't think Edge is having necessarily the returns WWE wanted. I kind of feel, and I, I've seen the comparisons being thrown out there. And I kind of, I'm going to slide into them because I'm going to jump on this gravy train here. I kind of feel like Edge is the new Batista in this situation here. And again, another Daniel Bryan situation where Daniel Bryan comes in, steals the spotlight from the from the chosen one, and uh, and that's the one that people want to rally behind. That's all I'm saying. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Uh, but this was a very good match. If you if, you know if you can if you can separate yourself. From uh, from the ending, you are going to enjoy this match. I want to say hello to Kiwi Rob. Welcome to the chat, sir. Uh, let's talk about uh, the New Japan Cup Finals. Hey, my brackets turned out pretty good. 
Uh, I had predicted that Will Ospreay was going to win. He did. Uh, I also said that uh, that Shingo was going to be on the other side, that it was going to be Shingo and, and Ospreay, and that's what we got. My brackets for the 2021 New Japan Cup, not bad. Wasn't busted too much. Of course, everyone's bracket got busted because of uh, because of Dave Finley this year, and good on him. And I think Yano a bit too. I don't think anyone really saw Yano going forward after uh, through the Great Okan, but he did, and we had that great match with Evil. But I want to talk about the finals. Um, of the New Japan Cup, where Will Ospreay defeated Shingo Takagi to become the 2021 New Japan Cup winner. And it's wild because these are two guys, two former junior heavyweights, two guys who've met in uh, in the Best of Super Juniors tournament, both having graduated to the heavyweight division, uh, and it's just great. And Ospreay, out the gate, acting like he's still a junior just flying around he's just going all over the place and and Shingo he's like yeah well I'm a big strong man because I you know I still love and it's such a simple spot but Osprey early on goes for the os cutter and he grabs he grabs Shingo drags him down but Shingo just sort of he puts on the brakes and he just lifts himself back up to avoid getting hit that was fantastic um there was a there was an insane uh, uh, backdrop on the guardrail that Shingo took back first. He just bent. He just bent like this. Like the human body shouldn't bend the way it did. It did a lot of lot of bad back rail guardrails were not wrestlers' friends over the past week or so. Um, there was an os an os cutter off the spring uh, off a springboard from the turnbuckle to the floor, which was great. And of course, of course, the spot of the match, the 450 from the top turnbuckle through a table on the floor by Osprey, which was fantastic. Shingo hit a poison Rana and uh, and it's a hidden blade into a Stormbreaker. And that was that. Congratulations to Will Ospreay. Shingo Tagaki, though, I'm, I, right now, I don't think there is a... And we talked about it last week, but I'm talking about it again. I don't think there's a better wrestler right now in the world. I don't think there's no one who is competing on high-level matches at such peak performance every time. Shingo has been doling out uh, top-rated matches since the beginning of the year every time he is in a singles match without fail. His New Japan Cup had him go through former New Japan Cup winners. Throughout his bracket, uh, he's he was able to get a good match out of Evil for fuck's sake. So, I still think Shingo is... Look, if anything, Shingo Takagi... Takagi... <laughs> Shingo Takagi is the... Uh, he is the wrestler of the first quarter of 2021. I think that's, that's something. <laughs> but holy shit, he has been so consistently fantastic. Rick Poling, good to see you. Welcome to the chat, friend. But if I'm talking about the New Japan Cup Finals, I have to talk about uh, that angle, right? Where Kota Ibushi comes to the ring 
with the uh, World uh, Heavyweight Championship and uh, and confronts his new number one uh, contender. And Osprey starts cutting a promo. And uh, basically, Will Ospreay says, I am ready to do anything to get those belts. I will do anything necessary. There is nothing in this world that I love more than those belts. And he turns and looks at B. Priestley, who was a part of the United Empire, his stable, and also his girlfriend. And he turns to her and he says, nothing I love more, something like that. And he gives her an os cutter out of nowhere. Um, and uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, controversial angle time. Um... We got to get this out of the way first and foremost. Whatever your feelings are, whatever your feelings are about this, this was a poorly executed angle, okay? Before we get into the specifics and the implications, if you just take it for what it's worth, it is not a good angle. It wasn't well, it wasn't good. It's not, I don't think, I don't understand what it adds to the feud. I don't understand what it adds to Will Ospreay's character. It doesn't make me want... Uh, it doesn't add any heat to the to the match to the match itself. Um, but the optics here, because there's the problem is here is that we have optics that we have that we have to consider because we are intelligent human beings who aren't just sitting around waiting for stuff to be shoveled down our throats. We want to think about stuff. We want to we we we, we expect certain things from the entertainment that we enjoy and we kind of like them we kind of like to hold them to a certain standard now will osprey we again he, uh, here's something else we have to clear out out of the way right generally associated with the speaking out movement right we we all know this um essentially because he defended uh, uh professional wrestler and friend of his scott wainwright who was accused by uh, Pollyanna, female UK wrestler. Uh, she accused uh, Wainwright of sexually assaulting her. And apparently, because of this, um, Pollyanna, and I'm just doing some background here. You can check all of this out on, on the internet. It's very easy to find. Pollyanna was uh, allegedly blackballed from, uh, from uh, wrestling in the UK. Uh, this was purported via a statement from the IWL, the Internet, the International Wrestling League, that basically accused Will Ospreay of of blacklisting her from performing. Uh, but IWL, they did these statements during the Speaking Out movement, which was in June last year. But then we come around to September, and IWL retracts their statement, uh, and people were quite cross about it, and. Let and necessarily because that put a an an intense amount of heat on Will Osprey and IWL basically said, hey, you know what? Um, turns out it was the venue that uh, put the brakes on it, not Will Osprey. Sorry, we fucked up, but uh, it didn't quite go uh, all that way. Now, it I want to clarify something. I'm definitely not sticking up for Will Osprey, and I'm not sticking up for Scott Wainwright. The accusations are still there, uh, and uh, uh, Will Osprey still went out and defended. Wainwright out on Twitter and Will Ospreay he has a bit of a history of be of misogynistic behavior towards women you just have to think about the Sadie Gibbs thing on Twitter as well where she 
basically was taking some time off from stardom because she had to be with an alien family member and uh, Will Ospreay went after her and said, you're not putting in the work, these opportunities you get, blah, 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 you're lazy, whatever. Will Ospreay is effectively an asshole based on the behavior that we can observe of him, not necessarily a cool guy towards women. So if you decide to go into this type of angle where Will Ospreay is already problematic in the eyes of multiple fans in regards to women specifically, I don't think this was exactly the best way to go about it. And there's only a certain amount of uh, 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 of targeting that you can do towards Will Ospreay here because this is a new Japan pro wrestling problem. The optics that are that 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 we're talking about right now uh, are clear to us when we talk about it and we point at them, and they should be clear to New Japan, right? They should is what I'm saying. That's the operative word. If anyone had thought about this and thought about Will and his reputation, they probably should have pulled back and be like, yeah, you know, maybe we should not do this exactly. Because again, I ask the question, even if it's like, even if it's like, um, uh, uh, even if it's like, uh, 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 um, uh, well, you know, we should, um, even if it's like, we should, uh, put will into the in into this position you know because he was ready to do anything anything at all to to win the title even you know uh, screw over his girlfriend it's like there's still other ways to do this than something so very blatant i had some people i saw a lot of people saying well will could have said no and fair i know though that New Japan and all Japanese promotions function in a certain different way than they do here. Everything is very higher. The hierarchy is very, very strong. And you're never really in a position to say no if the booker comes and tells you you should be doing this. So essentially, right, Will Ospreay is an actor, gets handed a script and says, go tell your lines, man, or you're fired from the production. I, I'm exaggerating, but that, you know, that's still, it's like, you're, I'm paying you to go tell the, go read your lines, be this character, and then come back. That's what you're supposed to do. Will Ospreay knows how it works in Japan. He could have put up a fuss. Maybe he's just ready to deal with it. I don't know. But, you don't have a tendency to refuse what the booker is bringing forward. Um, you know, there's not that much creative control. There's uh, there's a guy at the helm and he knows he, you know, he knows what's best, I guess, to a certain degree. So there's certain things that Will Ospreay just doesn't have. He doesn't have control of in this situation. My point being that this is a new Japan decision to run with this angle. Um, if, and uh, you know, there's also been the thing where it's like, well, if you're pro intergender wrestling, you should be pro this. I'm like, sure. But again, let's not lose sight of the optics. The context here is a little more, is a little more complicated than just like, well, she's a wrestler. She, she doesn't wrestle in New Japan. Wrestles in stardom, sure. 
they oh they've had intergender matches together sure but they've had matches this is him coming out of nowhere and kind of assaulting her again all a question of optics in the larger context of will osprey I'm not saying that it should never ever be done but this was not a good way to do it and especially in this context here and this is very different than let's say alley cat and nick k nick gage in a in a in a death match where everyone is a competitor everyone's coming in and being like okay let's beat the shit out of each other let's have each other bleed you know there's not going to be a payoff here so even let's say in and you know let's say in an intergender match in a build-up you know the the guy blindsides his female opponent and beats her down in the build-up to the match well, they're still competitors and there's still going to be a payoff. There is still going to be a match, but there's not going to be a payoff here. There's there's not going to be anything. The They, being New Japan, saw B Priestley as a utility, a valet, as something was like, oh, let's just get her out of here. You know, it it doesn't it, it doesn't click. And it's weird because this is a company that a couple of years ago suspended Takamichinoku from the company for cheating on his wife. It's so strange. It's such a there this this separation. It's so bizarre. And even on a corporate level, I think it doesn't make sense either. Because B has been coming with her with her stardom title. She's been coming to the ring with it. And one would have assumed or thought that this is some kind of Bushido Road synergy. You know, hey, B Priestley of the United Empire. You know, she's the champion. She's a champion in stardom. And oh, by the way, on the same day as uh, as Sakura Genesis at the Yokohama uh there's there's at the uh, yokohama, yokohama uh, stadium there's going to be or arena whatever uh, uh there's there's going to be uh, uh a, there's going to be an event there's going to be a stardom show a little earlier in the day so why don't you go check out that you know this this lady here she's going to be wrestling over here on our why don't you go check that out like there's not even any synergy there it's weird Now, the guys at Voices of Wrestling, I'm not going to try and, and, and um, co-op this opinion or this thought uh, for my own. Uh, they, 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 they posited this on their podcast. I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. Unfortunate sense, but still sense. And they, they brought up a good point. And they say, look, New Japan wants in on television on the, U in, on the United States, right? networks probably are looking for a wrestling product that will remind them of what WWE does, what AEW does. If New Japan comes in with its purely sports-centric stuff, maybe they'll be a little turned off. And maybe this is why New Japan is trying to do, a f pulling off some angles and some wacky shit, you know, like the Bullet Club stuff, I, again, they've been doing this for, for a while, but, you know, the Dick Togo stuff is really annoying. Uh, the King of Pro Wrestling gimmick matches. Then you end up with angles like this. It's it's so unlike 
New Japan to a certain degree. So to us on a certain level, it's kind of worrisome if this is if this is maybe a sign of things to come of what is maybe maybe some of the turns that New Japan are trying to make in an effort to get on television. And to sort of wrap this up, you know, Emily Pratt over on on on, on Fanbyte, she she brought up something in her recap of uh of the New Japan Cup, which again is very very fascinating. And I think I'll I'll just go ahead and read it verbatim, which is what he wrote, because this is the kind of stuff that will make you that will make you think, and it sort of connects to what the voices of wrestling guys are saying. The New Japan Pro Wrestling stories that have spread outside of the fandom bubble, bubble, excuse me, meaning to the larger wrestling, to the larger Western wrestling fan bubble, have been Jay White to WWE, John Moxley versus Kenta and the Forbidden Door, rest in peace to the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, working with Marty Scurll, and now a Willa Ospreay domestic violence angle. And only one of these things has been unequivocally positive she's not wrong she's she's not wrong at all it's, it really makes you wonder and I think I think new Japan is is highly dropping the ball intensely dropping the ball on this one here and I am not impressed with what they're doing I really am not it's getting worse. I don't know, man. Maybe this, you know, fingers crossed. But we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see what kind. Let's talk again in a year and see what kind of uh, see what kind of shape New Japan is still in. We'll just see. Want to say a big thank you to Joe Poulin Jr., who became a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed them emojis, man. All right, let's move on. Start talking about Monday Night Raw. My God, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw started with a match. It started with a match, and so did SmackDown. Friday, Monday, not 10 minutes of exposition or wacky antics or Randy Orton talking to himself in a television set. No! A match! Guys coming to the ring ready to fight. Bobby Lashley and Sheamus and I'm like, and I, 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 I was so happy I tweeted it out. And I, and I keep, I will never ever shit on a wrestling company uh, on, on, on a wrestling show starting off with a match. Ever. Even if this match wasn't the greatest. <laughs> and even if it's something we saw just a couple of weeks ago. And if on top of that, it just continued, you know, that weird Sheamus losing streak. I don't know why they booked this. Sheamus loses the night before. And I know it was a non-title match. But why is he fighting the world champion the next day? <laughs> so... It was a fine match, don't get me wrong, but I mean, we have to underscore here. 
and bi big round of applause for WWE for starting off Monday Night Raw with a match. My God, is this the turnaround I've been expecting? But I have noticed that the structure of Raw has switched a little bit. More, There's a lot more action in the first hour to hour 15 minutes. Then we start to get into the smaller, more talky angles in the middle. And then it starts to pick up towards the end in the final hour. So again, I still think Raw, a three-hour wrestling program, we, at least the way WWE puts it on, is too much. But for now, look, let's just focus on the good things. It was fantastic. And it also helped set up the whole thing with the Hurt Business. But here we go. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Hurt Business thing here. Um, the, the Hurt Business. So the Hurt Business is trying to help Bobby Lashley because they're a heel faction, right? But Bobby Lashley is like, hey, stop it. Shelton, no. Cedric, stop. That's how he... I don't know if when he gets angry. Stop. That's what he says. No. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? This is my new Bobby Lashley impersonation. Shouting. No. Cedric, stop. <laughs> um, he, uh, so, so. I I, I, I I don't understand why they want to break up the hurt business. We we haven't had a a proper moment of dominance from from all these guys. We didn't have MVP doing a, a proper victory lap, grabbing the microphone and saying, I brought these guys together. I made these because he did. His his mic skills made the whole herd business thing interesting and compelling, and they were even when they were booked like like morons. It was still good because of him and because of the 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 energy that was behind those four guys. Why couldn't this have lasted longer? I I think there was there there was so much energy and and. Legs to the stable. This table. Legs to this table. I'm, things happen in my mind. Um, I like. I really don't get it. I really don't get it. And I, I, I can understand WWE seeing WrestleMania coming up and going, "Hey, there's a lot more value in uh, AJ Styles with Omas taking on the New Day." In a in a tag match for WrestleMania, and I'm like, I, I'm sure I can I can understand that I can understand that you don't necessarily want to go back to hurt business and New Day just yet, and totally expose the fact that there are no tag teams in WWE. But uh, the stable was good. It was one of the shining stars of Raw last year, even when they showed up on. Raw Underground, you're like, man, this is good. You're, you're, I even posited an angle where the Hurt Business should have taken over the operation of Raw Underground, like making it their own like side gig. You remember that when I was, I still think it, it would have been great, like leaning into the fact that these guys are mobsters, you know, the, would have been absolutely fantastic. But no, 
and it's such it's it's not good that the, so i'm warm sodaing this because i'm sort of crossing my fingers but i mean all the signs are there for a breakup and i don't understand why it's too early they were so good it's so strange here's something i also i want to point out <clears throat> jeff hardy <coughs> i want to talk about him real quick um he was on a match on monday right he lost against Miz because, oh, now suddenly Miz, Miz is getting the wins. Now he needs the heat, right? Because he's got his big, big WrestleMania match against Bad Bunny um, at WrestleMania, right? Which I personally don't have an issue with. I don't care. It's uh, like good. It's it's the, you know, it's the, the it's the 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 mainstream crossover star thing and i much prefer that than having the snl guys trying to be clowns during a battle royal like this is fine this is this is fine 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 but jeff hardy though oh, you remember yeah. you remember when he was coming back last year do you recall that you remember he came in and he was like uh uh, and they were making a big deal out of him, you know, saying legendary career, Jeff Hardy, and so on and so forth. And and then you remember Sheamus starting to get pissed off. It's like, oh, you guys are always putting over how legendary he is. And then you remember the angle that followed that, because I sure as fucking remember that stupid ass angle the with the the substance abuse, the alcoholism. You remember that? I mean, if you guys were watching when I was I, I was watching it every week. I was covering it for Fightful. I was doing the Friday night shows. And if you guys were watching me back then, you know exactly how I felt about that dumbass, stupid angle. And I remember people telling me, Warren, you're making too much of a big deal out of this. Jeff is going to come out at the other end here. They're going to have a big push. This is what it tells me. This is what WWE has made of Jeff Hardy right now. Because Jeff Hardy is a bona fide legend in the world of professional wrestling. He really and truly is. And yes, he is a man whose struggles with substance abuse are very, unfortunately, very well publicly uh, recorded. That's unfortunate. I'm glad he's better, but it's still unfortunate. The problem that I have here is that now that he's no longer and that like now that they can't give him a, a storyline where he ain't an addict, they have nothing for him. you. Have legendary Jeff Hardy sitting around a catering. You're Bruce Pritchard. You come up to him and you say, "Jeff, we have nothing. Creative's got nothing for you." It was so. Fuck it. It is so fucking callous and ridiculous and absurd that they have nothing for Jeff Ooh, Hardy yeah. to do than to job out to the Miz who is on his way to get his heat back so he can beat so he can beat a rapper at WrestleMania. This is that's what you have for Jeff Hardy after that shit ass angle. That they did last year. That's it. If he ain't an addict, we got nothing for him. It's so trash. It is so trash. 
trashiest shit. Hmm. Hey, I want to say hello to Metal Michael. Good to see you. Welcome to the chat. Tim Traver left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Tim, and welcome to the show. He just holds me down with wrestling. Love New Japan Pro Wrestling. I love pro New Japan Pro Wrestling too, except when New Japan does stupid ass decisions. But yes, thank you very much, Tim. I hope you're doing well, friend. Thank you for being here. Anakin left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. It says, wasn't that angle the reason the uh, for the worst SmackDown ever post show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And it's it's so again, my mind is still is still blown. Um let's move over to NXT. Where we're gonna keep the hot trash. NXT was a pretty good show, by the way. But it's a lot of people were were, were reaching out to me and be like, Warren, did you see? Kyle Riley and Adam Cole had a had a contract signing. And usually I'll 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 for some reason, my feed for watching on TSN last night, it, it, it sort of fizzled out before I saw Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So I, I, I couldn't really, um, I, I wasn't able to see it, but I, dev- I DVR'd it and I watched it earlier today. Um, so yeah, so we had a contract signing. And I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm excited at the prospect of an unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and and Adam Cole that it's going to rock and regardless of the build regardless of how things are going to go this is a very very good match that we are going to experience in about 2 weeks time I'm really looking forward to it I did I say TSN I'm in uh, Sportsnet's 360 my TSN thing was fine I apologize NXT is on Sportsnet's 360 Sportsnet's 360s sort of crashed for me last night. But don't worry. Um, Coming back to this, though. So they had the con... So that I'm looking forward to. The contract signing in about itself? Nah, man. And Because a lot of people are like, they cut such great promos and so good. Yeah, but it's still a fucking contract signing and everything happened. It was actually one of the most cookie-cutter contract signings I've seen WWE pull off in a while. You know, the the Sasha and Bailey one from a, a few months ago uh, last um, last fall where Bailey sort of takes the contract and splits. And she's like, nah, man, I ain't sign, signing this and she leaves. I'm like, okay, cool. At least this is something. No, this Adam Cole said his thing, signed the contract. Kyle O'Reilly said his thing, signed the contract. Hell, we even had a table flip. I mean, you if you were playing bingo, you got bingo on this one. Everyone had said their piece. Every it was it was the most classic, uh, uh, bog standard shit, and that's it. It was shit. It's just as simple as that. And yeah, there were good promos, but it's still a stupid fucking ass contract signing. And uh, you've seen one of them, you've seen a thousand of them. It it's just because they want they being WWE or whoever does a contract signing wants to give the match a big match feel. But the contract signing trope has been driven into the ground so much, and now it's just like there's no, there's nothing to it. There's no gravitas. There's nothing interesting about it. It's just. But I'm excited to see Kyle O'Reilly and, and Adam Cole kick the shit out of each other. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked 
a loser leaves town match. I think that would have been pretty strong. Uh, like, sure, the 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 goodbye for Adam Cole heading back on to uh, uh, up to uh, Raw or SmackDown, preferably SmackDown, um, and then letting Kyle all by himself down in NXT to just become the superstar that he deserves to be because he is he, like he's an NXT guy. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's an NXT guy. He's perfect, 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 perfect for NXT and to become a, a, a big deal. He really is. But I mean, unsanctioned will be fine too. That'd be great. All right, enough hot trash. Let's move on to some cool beans. We're going to talk about that Britt Baker promo from Dynamite last night. That Britt Baker promo. That one. How about... Here's 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 the thing about uh, here's here's the thing about it. Hey Ben, how you doing? Ben Parise, welcome to the chat. Our the new Lord of Synthwave has joined us. I haven't listened to your new track, man, yet. I'm I'm gonna do it tonight. Um. Okay, so here's the thing. So you have yeah, Britt Baker, and she's sitting with Tony Khan, right? And Britt is like, "Hey, I had a really good match last week. That was fun." And Tony Khan goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brit. Hey, do you think that, would you like to do like, a, like another super legendary thing again this week? Like what? And you could cut like a legendary promo, like something that'll just like drive everything home that you are so good. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still working on my Tony Khan impersonation. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Brit Baker's promo was absolutely extraordinary. And that's it. It's like she knocks it out of the park two weeks in a row. The match last week, and then she comes into the ring this week Ooh, with Tony yeah. Scavone, and she says, that's it? She turns to the audience. She's like, that, that's the warm welcome that you're giving me? You Basically saying, you ungrateful people. You know, and she's like, oh, Brittany Tunderosa. You know, she... Saying that you know she put the women's division on the map, and why is everyone talking about me? Why is it? they're not talking about you, Thunder Rosa? They're talking about me. Then she does the Mick Foley line, which I'm sure Mick was like, he was slapping his thighs and was like, "Yeah, this is great, fantastic." So it just took you 20 years to become a hardcore legend. I did it in one night. Uh, what a great line! And she calls out Tony Khan for signing legends, you know, and and. She says she put AEW on the map with the three epic letters, on the three most epic letters in pro wrestling, DMD. And I'm like, this woman right now, I like she is up there. She is up there with Mox. She is up there with with uh, with Kenny. Uh, she is S tier in AEW. Because of what the the work she delivers, because of the promo she's cutting, and she doubles down on herself every week. Can I? It's still mind boggling. Like I, I want chat. Think about it for a second. When is the last time that a wrestler's turn, either from heel to babyface, or it's, let's keep it to babyface to heel? has been so exceptionally top-notch for them. Okay, maybe Bailey. Okay, Bailey. 
I, Bailey essentially saved, I think, her career with the heel turn, and she's become absolutely remarkable. But Brit too. And if you have other examples, I'm not just women, guys too. This is the stuff of legend. We're looking at something that we are going to be talking about 10 years from now still. We're going to be looking back at these events and like, Ooh, yeah. that match. This is, these are seminal moments for AEW and it is fucking Britt Baker who was driving this through. Now, now, and Roman Reigns. Okay, yes. Uh, uh, you know, of course I'm going to drop. I'm going to forget the most obvious one. Sure. <laughs> Christ, Warren, do you even watch wrestling? Um, Here's the, here. The thing here, and this is a plea that I put out to Tony Khan, who I, I, I kind of like to think he maybe watches once in a while. I kind of like to think that. I don't know why. But this is a plea I put out to Tony. Don't let this woman cool down. Don't send her away for a bit or have... Ooh, yeah. This is the moment to drive her into greatness. This is the moment that she... Be Put the title on her. Give her a year plus run with it. You have a face of your division. It is her. It is not a baby face. She's not a smiling, happy baby face. She's an obnoxious, but so entertaining heel. Make it official. Tony, I beg of you. Uh, a couple of super chats here. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, starting with Anakin JMT with, again, more super chats. I appreciate it, Anakin. Especially, Ooh, uh, thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. It says that Devlin Escobar segment with uh, with uh, Shawn Michaels, mm, chef's kiss, uh, sliding uh, the ladder, never saying a word. That's how you use legends, Oldberg, making it about others. Exactly. No, that's a very, very good point from NXT. That's a super good point. Um... And again, not just Oldberg, but uh, but also uh, 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 our, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy. You know, it kind of goes into the theme of what we were talking about tonight. How do you use your how do you use your your legends? You know, Shawn Michaels didn't come across as a as a chump. It was just the drama of the situation. Right. It's good stuff. Yeah. Very good point. Thank you for that, Anakin. Evan Wright left a super chat. Thank you very much. Says between this promo and the Jade vignette. Wow. Uh, you guys know I'm not sold on on Jade Cargill just yet. I'm I'm not. She's a she's she's ex, you know extremely charismatic. She has the look. She has the attitude. She has the presence. I think she has great ring awareness. She knows how to work uh, in a wrestling ring. I you know I'm gonna need a little more meat on the bone before I'm all in. That that's just me. But there's. I'm not denying that that the lady has has the intangibles, right? Anakin left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Bailey and Roman. As far as yeah, yeah. Of course, I'd forget Roman Reigns. When I'm talking about what big time baby face. So the more you guys are coming up with examples, the more I'm thinking because we talked about Sami Zayn as well in the chat. Um, the, I'm. Uh, Maybe there's more of a trend recently of that, of baby faces that we thought were going to be great baby faces, but aren't exactly turning out that way. And that the heel turn is just reinventing things. It could be, you know, there could be, we could be in a trend. Might be the opposite of what I was thinking about, you know. 
get on the Jade bandwagon now or get left behind, Warren. Hey, I think there's always room for a bandwagon. Look, you know, and to a certain degree, I compare, I compare my, it's not even, a, I want to choose my words carefully here. My, um, because it's not apprehension. I don't apprehend Jade Cargill. Um, I, I sort of compare my feelings toward Jade Cargill again as a performer, not as a uh, to Great Okan in New Japan. Like, some people are, you know, they're freaking the fuck out over uh, Great Okan. And he's amazing. Look at this. And, it's, and I'm like, right. Yeah. Yes. And, but the more he's wrestling. And at first I was like, I don't get it. I'm, I'll give him a shot. I'm, I'm definitely not going to shoot him down. Same thing with Jade. I'm definitely, I'm absolutely not going around saying this. Yeah, she sucks. She's terrible. I want to see more of her, just like what I'm seeing more of Great Okan, and I'm I'm understanding Great Okan. I'm like, oh, I see, and I see what he's bringing to the table, and I've seen the matches that he's doing that that he's been his match with Naito, fantastic shit, like fantastic shit, and he's been wrestling top tier talent, the 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 soup the S level talent in New Japan. He's been fighting them, so and. He's been growing, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a lot more behind the Great Okan thing as uh, as I thought, as as first. I mean, Jade right now she's got two matches under her belt, a tag team match where she was fine, you know, uh, a squash match where she pulled three moves, cool. I they're establishing her, but again, I want you know, I let me see what she can do. Let her uncork, pull the. Pull the rope. What is it? Like I feel like we're warming up the we're we're warming up the the, the motor. But I I'll be the first to jump right in and be like, yeah, she's fantastic. She's improved. She's so good. I'm ready for it right now. I I haven't seen enough. I just haven't seen enough. It's it and it's the same thing with the, you know the Parker Boudreaux over in NXT. You know, people are already going, yeah, this guy, look at him, he's amazing. And I'm like, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna buy into the into unnecessary hype. Show me, show me what they can do. Just like Great O'Conn's been doing. They've been having him do matches, full full 15-minute matches, 20-minute matches. I'm like, hey, this guy's great. This guy, this guy's got it. There, there's there's stuff here that no one else that he does that no one else in New Japan does. Now they went off the went off the rails here went off the rails here but you know that that's the point is like you know a lot of people get excited for a lot of things presentation uh presentation you know what they look like so on and so forth and i'm like cool but can they do the thing that i tune in to watch them do can they do that thing i.e wrestle you know jade cargill she's got some fundamentals I, she's fine i'm a, and i want to get behind her it's not that I don't want to. I'm careful. She she was very, 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 very highly hyped. Parker Boudreaux is the same thing. The, the kids get... WWE has him doing interviews already. He's never wrestled a fucking match in his life. We don't know what he can do. But, yeah, he's a physical specimen. But, sure, I've seen... We've seen... You know? You know who used to be... Uh, you, knew, you know who used to be 
a, 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 a physical specimen, El Gigante. And that wasn't much pals and palettes, tell you that much. Um, not comparing them to El Gigante, by the way. Uh, quick bit of hot trash here from uh, from a from the AEW world of things. Matt Hardy hasn't missed a beat from losing his Q1 earnings, and it bugs me. And it bugs me because I I really feel like AEW. I really feel like AEW had a um uh has a a, a better record uh has a better record at. Um, AEW has a better record at pulling off storylines and and sort of connecting things and making things matter. And you know, this when Hangman and Matt signed the big money thing, it was like okay, money. And ultimately, the payoff to this happens after the match on subsequent episodes of Dynamite. So yeah, Hangman bought his bought his lawnmower, right and. And stuff for the new or for the for the dark order and all that was fun, uh, fun stuff. But Matt Hardy didn't didn't seem to suffer at all. He's back chat, chatting with private parties like, look, I hired two new goons, Butcher and the Blade, and now he's out this week and he's got the Matt Hardy family organization or something like that, the Hardy family organization, whatever. And now uh, he's uh, he's got the bunny in matches uh, with. Uh, um, with uh, Sheeta and and he and he's going after Darby Allen. I'm like, and it's weird because I really feel like Matt Hardy creatively would have been very very interesting, would have had a good time. And I'm not saying drag this out for months or even weeks, but have a couple of moments where he has to pull himself up by his bootstraps, kind of things. Like, look, I lost, I lost a lot of money, but I ain't done yet, kind of thing, you know. And and I'm disappointed. It's not as much, you know, it's not like hot trash, like, I fucking hate this. But I'm disappointed because I really feel like there's some some opportunities here that were wasted by AEW uh, in regards to this. Because I really feel like, it really feels like the, like the Revolution match didn't matter, you know. And, yeah. Just, just compounds my theory that, um, that it was, uh, it was a little under Adam Page. To a certain degree. I want to say hello to the Nicholas Nutter. Good to see you, sir. And 8K Germany 96. And DGMC left us a super chat. Thank you very much. <laughs> he says, I'm watching Warren. T- Signed TK. We have the we have this thing where 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 uh, in the Discord where DGMC is actually Tony Khan. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so so just a, just a quick, a quick observation, quick thought, but let's go back to some more cool beans because the, uh, the Wednesday night match of the year candidate machine continues to roll on AW dynamite as Darby Allen successfully defended the TNT championship against John Silver. How, how great was this match? How great was this match, friends? I thought the pacing was fantastic. Darby bumped like a legend for the meat man. And just early on, early on, 
you know, that that shoulder tackle that he hit. Remember that? Darby just flew out of the ring. That's amazing. John Silver took a hell of a bump, right? Fly, t- tipping over the barricade, landing straight on his head. Got a big fucking lump on the back of his head. He was taking pictures of that. Anakin actually left us a super chat in regards to that earlier in the evening. Thank you very much. This hot trash John Silver getting injured, right? That head bump was huge. I hope he didn't get a concussion. Fingers crossed. I hope I, I hope he's okay too. Because that was an ugly bump. Looks like he's got a conjoined twin trying to push its way out of his skull. No, oh, but this was so good. The coffin drop from Darby on the dark order on the outside. Sting comes out. You know, and he's like, you know, I, you know, he's like a dad going to his kid's little league game and getting a little too involved. <laughs> and look, this match ruled. It was a it was such a, 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 a an A1 effort from both of these guys. And I swear dudes and dudettes and everyone in between, John Silver, it should be capitalized on massively. The guy I John Silver if there were if they were live full audiences right now, he would be getting the biggest pops of the night. He legitimately would. The guy's the guy is over. He's nuts. It's fantastic. The only thing that irked me. <laughs> the only thing that sort of bugged me was the ending a code red kind of out of nowhere come on fuck off guys Ooh, yeah. destroyers and code reds don't end matches you know and i and i don't think it was that much of an attrition match for john silver to to not be able to kick out of a code red at that point i really don't i don't think it was mm, some nice brody lee tributes throughout the match look it rule it it you know it it's just something that that irked me where I'm like, ugh. And, and not necessarily to their fault, but the idea is that Code Reds, Destroyers, Sunset Flip Bombs, and all that shit, they don't end matches anymore. They're transitional moves. So I see a Code Red, and I'm like, okay. And so, wait, what, 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 this fucking finished Ooh, right now? Yeah. So, you know, it's like... And yes... He did use the Queen Slayer as well. Little nod to Anna J. Anna! 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 <laughs> Anna's gonna be so mad when she comes back and Ty Ty Conchi is 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 ruling the roost. Nice touch having the Dark Order come out with Ty too. That was really cool. Oh, look at this. The Queen of Any is with us tonight. Queenie! It's been a while. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, DGMC left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, biggest takeaway from Darby versus Meat Man. We'll probably get that Sting Dark Order bit on BTE next week. Finally. Maybe. Does does Sting want to do the ha-has? He should do the ha-has. Do you think this might lead to Sting versus uh, Hangman Page? Because it's a little more, it's a little more of a hangman type of match. Hangman Page rather than fighting over money with Matt Hardy. If you, if you ask me, of course. 
Yes, I'm doing well, Queen. Thank you. And and in in that to that thought process, that mentality, that 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 what you know, I wanted to guide into my final cool beans of the evening here. Um the the fact that the fact that last night uh, on Dynamite, everything was sort of the pieces were all shuffled. The deck, whatever you wanted, the deck was shuffled. The pieces were all were were mixed around. You had Darby and and John Silver in the main event. Two guys immediately considered like, oh, these are mid card guys. But look at them, main event pulling out a main event performance. You're giving Spears, Sean Spears, a big pin win, a guy who needs it, and. Coming out the first uh, uh, outing of the pinnacle, and he he gets the pin for the dudes. Ty Conchi, as uh, as our boy Evan Wright left in the super chat. Thank you very much. Says I request we praise Ty versus Nyla Rose immediately. Let's do it. Let's praise him because it was good. But I want to praise on top of that the fact that they pulled the surprise and had Ty Conchi go over instead of Nyla, who everyone was sort of like was going like this. Ah, oh, well, Nyla. Mixing it up, right? Giving us something else here. Um, Laredo Kid coming out of nowhere and getting a pin on national TV. This, it's hard to not get excited about that stuff because it's not as if we didn't have Kenny Omega. It's not as if we didn't have uh, the Jacksons or Mox. You know, I, up, you know, Chris Jericho wasn't there, but they're running an angle. MJF was there. Like the Cody even showed up to chew out QT Marshall, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the it's not as if the big stars weren't there, but they're mixing shit up, and that is one thing that I can appreciate and I will support. It is very easy to get Ooh, behind yeah. that kind of stuff. Where instead of having the the same formula of matches between the same minimal group of guys week after week, you're switching it up. And you're switching it up to the point where you're sending one of your main event talents, your former, recent, former world champion. You're going to go have him wrestle on your YouTube channel for your YouTube show. You, I, it's hard not to appreciate that. And they're trying shit out. Is everything going to work? Of course not. Is everything going to stick? Of course not. But whatever works, whatever does stick, it will be it will be out of these attempts, these tries at something a little more spectacular or something a little more different, right? And, and that's good. And you, You don't want things to stay stale and you don't want things to be predictable. We, we're wrestling fans. We like to be surprised. We like to be shocked. We pretend we don't. We don't like to be worked like the whole Okada, um, Kazuchika Okada has a slip disc thing. That pissed off a lot of us when we found out that he was working us. We don't like to get worked because we think we're all so fucking smart, but we do like to be surprised. I will. I am not going to sit around and shit on AEW for 
trying different things or putting mixing up the main event, uh, the opening match, putting people on different levels on, on a wrestling program. I think it's good. I think it's really good. Try out some new stuff. Why not? It's not because one company has been doing one thing, has been doing their thing for two decades that this is the exact same formula you have to follow. It No. You don't. A couple of super chats here again from Evan Wright. Thank you very much, Evan. I appreciate all the super chats tonight. He says, first of all, Brandon Cutler was fantastic in that six-man tag BT dubs. The dragon, yeah. And boy, you know what I liked about the post angle of that too is like, you can't help but be like, when they were pointing out, you know, you, the Jacksons, we used to be elite. Now you're hanging out with that guy. And nothing against Brandon Cutler. But when you take a minute to think about it and you're like, the Jacksons used to, you know, and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and Hangman, they were all one big-ass stable. And you sort of look at that and and then you look at Brandon Cutler and you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like margarine instead of butter, right? (laughs) But he was good in the match. He was good in the match. I just like, I I like that part of the angle. Um, Christian Cage and the other super chat from Evan writes like Christian Cage versus Frank Kazarian next week. The hose haze, I know. It's going to be TNA week. It's going to be the, yeah, impact, TNA impact, uh, old homie week. It's good stuff. I'm excited. And and honestly, Frankie Kazarian keeps, the more the weeks go on, the more he starts, he's looking like Randy Orton. I just can't get over it. I, I really can't. I really can't. That was the weekly wrestling inspection, guys. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, um, you know the, uh, the I, I want I okay two one quick thing, one quick thing, and then uh, and then I'll talk about the WWE Women's uh, fifty greatest right, uh, but the 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 Peacock censorship that everyone is going uh, bongo bingo bongo over. I don't know if you heard. Well, you've heard that the WWE Network has migrated to Peacock, right? And now people are starting to point out, oh, well, look, there, you know, there's stuff that's already missing from the network. You know, most egregiously or famously right now, the one that has everyone's attention is, um, you know, the WrestleMania 6 Roddy Piper semi-blackface thing that he did when he was fighting uh, uh, Bad News Brown. Uh, that, that was taken out. Not only was like the, the promo that he cut where he was doing the weird half face thing and then turning like this, not just that promo, but the whole match has been taking off, has been taken off of the, uh, WrestleMania six card on Peacock. Um, and then you have another instance of Vince using the N word and, um, look, I just want to say this, this is, I, I, I want to add my 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 thoughts on this because a lot of people have um and you're gonna uh, and if you've been watching my show for a while you're gonna be like oh by the way heavy j good to see you welcome to the chat um you're gonna be like okay broken record warren but yes here we go uh, 
the history of wrestling should never be put into the hands of a corporation. WWE picked up all the tapes, bought out the tapes from all, uh, from, from the territories, ECW, WCW, so on and so forth. And I, I've talked about it more, more than enough. It's, it's, you know, the, the, the history of wrestling is through these tapes and it should not be left in the hands of a single corporate entity. And Peacock, more so than WWE, who was, a, you know, whose roots are in wrestling. So if anything, you know, it could be like, well, this is part of our heritage, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's good PR, blah, blah. Peacock has no interest in preserving an archive for wrestling history. Are you come on, let's let's be honest with each other here. They want people to just tune in and watch the shows, you know, and then they have, you know, fucking Mid-South and uh, and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you know, taking up server space and you've got like six people per week who are tuning in to watch the shows. Like, it, it, there's no value for them to do that. That's not why they bought WWE. They purchased WWE to get some some weekly live pro, maybe not weekly, but some some live content. That's why they bought them in. This is this is why you know the NFL and the NHL are scoring these huge deals with networks. It's because the live content is what people are after. This is what's going to differentiate. This is live sports is the reason why you tune in. You don't. No one watches, or at least very little, because I don't want to do a sleep a sweeping statement, but. Very little people will watch a sports uh, a sports match after it's been done. You know, you're not gonna tune in on a Tuesday night on a Tuesday night to watch Monday night football. You know, it's, so the license they sure Peacock has access to everything, but they don't care. That's not what they're there for. And, and I'm not excited at the idea of whitewashing history either. And I, I know, because I, I've seen it. I've watched it. I've been through it. There, are, there is so much stuff that would not fly today. There, is so many, there are so many things in the ECW archive, the WCW archive, the WWE archive that just would that would that just could never happen today proper and it's humiliating sometimes for wrestling fans when you think about it when you think about the Katie Vick shit and you think you know but that's what history is warts and all if I want to go back and see the ugly I want to see the ugly because it's it wasn't all roses and it's a shame that we're letting our contemporary sensibilities tamper with that. As opposed to letting our modern sensibilities look back on it. Be like, wow, that's something that didn't, uh, that didn't age well. Or that's offensive. I don't, you know, there's reasons why you could do that. But going back and altering history, I, I'm not cool with that. I'm I'm absolutely not cool with that. And it really re- makes me regret not having any more wrestling tapes. Anyway. Just a thought like that. Um 
Before we wrap up, though, before we wrap up, WWE has been putting out the 50 Greatest Women Superstars specials on the WWE Network streaming on Peacock. The modern era from 1993 onwards. The list is heavily based on in-ring accomplishments, championship victories, and creating legendary moments. Okay, you ready for this? Let's do this. I'm going to run it down. I'm going to take a minute here. Uh, I I know I'm running a little late. (laughs) Go figure. Um, But uh, I do want to run down a bit of the list. Tomorrow, they're going to announce the top five. We've got from 50 to 6 right now. Um, And they're going to announce the top five tomorrow. So here's the list as it stands right now. Number 50 is Tony Storm. It's a little rough. Uh, Caitlin at number 49, Kaylee Ray, longest running NXT UK women's champion at 48. Sonya Deville at 47, 46, Shotzi Blackheart, 45, Kelly Kelly, 44, Candice LeRae, 43, Nikki Cross, 42, Layla, 41, Ember Moon, at number 40 is Eve, Eve Torres. Excuse me, Eve Torres. Uh, Lacey fucking Evans is at number 39. Over, let's let's just, over Kaylee Ray, Sonya Deville, Shotzi Blackheart, Nikki Cross, uh, Ember Moon, former NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon, current NXT Tag Team Champion, along with Shotzi Blackheart. What the fuck has Lacey Evans done? Except have that shit angle. 38, Jazz. And that's way too low. Way, way, way too low. And exceptionally low. Maurice at 37. Bloody fucking hell. And no disrespect. I think Maurice is great. But the women who are un, that are lower from lower than her on this, it's ridiculous. Nia Jax at 36. Nia Jax is at 36. Above Ember Moon. Jazz, legend of the business. Jazz. Bianca Belair is at 35. Carmella is at 34. Gail Kim is at 33. Gail Kim, very low on the list, but the fact that WWE mentioned her at all is an accomplishment in and about itself. Jacqueline is at number 32. I think that's also too low. 31, Kyrie Sane. Uh, Naomi is at 30. Bull Nakano at 29. Ivory at 28. Melina at 27. Melina at 27. Okay, sure. Nikki and Brie Bella at 26. Now, I think this is a problem for me. I'm not the biggest Bellas fan. I really am not. But I think it's really shitty that they put them as a tag team. That they put them both together. Nikki has, Nikki's been Divas champion multiple times. And on top of that, Nikki 
Nikki had a much more prolific singles career than Brie. And Nikki is a better wrestler than Brie. It's, 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 it's so weird. It's weird to me. Why would you? And then I'm sure, did you guys see the picture that they tweeted out? The WWE Network on their official account. I'm sure you've seen the picture where they, the, the Bella Twins are at number, th- number 26. And then they take a picture of the Bella Twins, except that it's, instead of having Nikki and, and Brie, it's two pictures of Brie. Not not the cheese, Brie Bella. That'd be really funny. If it was like Brie, like Nikki and a slice of Brie, that would also have been really funny. Um, Io Shirai's at 25, Luna Vashon at 24. I'm a little, I'm surprised that they put Luna so high. Pleasantly surprised. Stephanie McMahon at 23. There's someone that didn't belong on the list. You didn't need to put Stephanie. That, that, there's where you should have put Nikki Bella. Put Brie at 26. Put Nikki at 23. Why? Stephanie. Michelle McCool at number 22. Uh, Rhea Ripley at uh, 21. Yeah, no, hey. All she did was like, uh, you know, uh, you know, be an NXT Women's Champion and defend the title at WrestleMania. No, yeah, but yeah, 21. Sure, sounds fair. Natalia at 20. And I think this is one of the biggest sticking points of the entire list, right? Um, the uh, Natalia has wrestled like 1,300 matches in her WWE career. Uh, and I think she is, I think she really is severely undervalued by WWE, by wrestling fans. I don't think that she's... 20 is uh, is too low for her contributions and what she brought to the especially to the uh, to the divas division it's a little low it's a little low for for my for my own personal tastes aj lee's at number 19 a little shocked they put her that high just again out of pure you know relationship issues you know uh but cool i think that's cool Shayna Baszler at number 18. Paige at number 17. Probably would have put her a little higher as well. Sable at number 16. And like I know she's a former women's champion. And I know she was. I I know. I know. I know she showed her boobs on TV. I know. I know. It's still too high. Because Shayna Baszler is Shayna Baszler ranks lower than Sable. Page ranks low. And in fact, when you take a minute to think about it, it Page is actually the anti-Sable, right? She was the, the anti-Diva. She's the anti-Sable, you know? It's weird. Molly Holly at 15. Love Molly Holly. Molly Holly was one of my, uh, was a, a wrestling crush of mine when I was, uh, watching uh, WCW when she was Miss Madness and was Molly Holly in, in WWF at the time. Uh, loved her. I think it's a little high. I think it's a little high. Victoria's at number 14. Alexa Bliss at number 13. Don't hurt me, anyone. I think Alexa Bliss is too high on the list. I think she is way too high. Uh, 
Mickey James at number 12, Beth Phoenix at 11. Beth Phoenix is a top 10 candidate for me. Uh, because, again, in the Divas era, she was a, a very much a very legitimate wrestler with a very, very different tool kit, tool set than the other Divas. Well, she was a power wrestler. Um, I think she's I, I think she's a top 10 contributor. But anyway. number 10 is Bailey, and that is insulting. <laughs> that is wrong. Like there's not a there there ain't a lot of of things on this list where I'd all outright call wrong. Stephanie McMahon on the list, wrong. Bailey at number 10, wrong. You know what else is wrong? Ronda Rousey at number nine. But I know why they're putting her at number nine. Don't get me wrong. They wanna they wanna keep stay in her good graces. They wanna butter her up. They wanna make sure that they know that hey, you know if Ronda's right, hey Ronda, we still think about you and we still like you. Here you're, you you broke the top ten. <laughs> Lita at number eight. I like Lita. Don't get me wrong. And you know if it's a question of creating moments and legendary moments and titles and so on, sure I can get behind that. Oh, yeah. Alundra Blaze, Medusa at seven. Alundra Blaze is a top five person. She's a top five woman. She fucking carried that division in the 90s. That's ri ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? Sasha Banks at number six. <laughs> oh, the stands were not happy. The stands were not happy. And I even think it's kind of weird. Number six with Sasha. So we got five more women left to announce tomorrow. There's a couple of obvious ones in in there. Um, I just hope that they, I, I hope that China is in there. That's all I hope. Because we know Becky's there. We know Charlotte is there. We know Trish is there. Trish uh, Stratus. I just hope they put China. That's there's going to be a riot if 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 she isn't, but she'll probably be, and it's fair. But man, it's a weird list. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. He said a couple of a couple of super chats. Thank you very much, Anakin. Let's go with this one first. Uh, he says that's why you never see Holiday Inn on TV because of the blackface scene. It's regrettable. Holiday Inn, Ho uh, a movie. Let me see. Holiday in movie. Doesn't ring a bell. Probably. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. Now I know what movie you're talking about. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the history, history and optics are, are weird. History and optics are weird. Anakin JMT left another super chat. Thank you so much tonight, Anakin. Again, I appreciate it. He says, keep in mind, this is WWE's list. This is not something to be taken seriously or definite, being definitive at all. It just gives us something to talk about. Exactly. See what I'm doing right here? And it's a good talk. DGMC left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, Don't be surprised when you see Linda McMahon at number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, you know, I can't, if Linda McMahon ever gets into the WWE Hall of Fame, I hope that they have they have her come in on a in a wheelchair and she's paralyzed and not moving for the entire thing. I think that'd be great. Thank you, TK. 
Uh, Evan Wright left us a super chat. <laughs> Thank you very much. He says, Gail Kim should be number one anyway, so poo-poo this list. Like I said, you know, the, just the fact that WWE, just the, honestly, just the fact that WWE mentioned Gail Kim on this list is a win for Gail Kim. Uh, so there we go. And no, no, Stephanie won't be number one. She's number 23 or something. Number 21. Don't worry about it. AJ Lee won't be number one either. She's number, uh, again, an, uh, another good win for her to have been even put on the list. Number 19, AJ Lee. But hey, if you want to come and tell me your thoughts about this list, got you all warmed up, you're excited about it, come on over to the Mr. Warren Hayes Patreon at patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Come and see me over there. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the list. What do you guys like about the list? What do you not like? How would you shuffle the uh, the um, how would you shuffle the top um, the uh, how would you shuffle the the top five that's coming up tomorrow? Hey, by the way, Dan Reed of Pro Wrestling Eve, how you doing, Dan? Well, thank you for popping in tonight, and thank you everyone for joining me this evening. Remember, leave a like if you enjoyed everything that happened here tonight. Uh, be sure to drop a comment in a few minutes so that we can get that comment streak up to 10 which will complete the streak and then the reward will be coming i want to say hi to reese on wrestling as i pull up the as i pull up the the outro right here thank you everyone for joining me i'll see you next time